Welcome to the Queen Silk Podcast. This is episode 15, A Great First Impression. Our Woman of the Week is Catherine the Great, who lived from 1729 to 1796. We are sourcing her story as researched and told by Robert K. Massey in his biography, Catherine the Great. Today's music was composed by Maxim Veretsovsky and is a selection from the first movement of his first symphony, Allegro Molto. Welcome to the Queen Silk Podcast. I'm Anne. This is Tammy. This is Courtney. And our woman of the week is... <laughs> Catherine the Great. <laughs> Woo! I'm so excited. Camera, but that's fine. I'm so excited. <laughs> Catherine the Great is one of my absolute favorite uh, women in history. And I feel like... Um, the past and the, even the future, current era, have not been particularly kind to her mm-hmm. um, as far as her reputation and her legacy. Um, especially modern media right now, American media and German, like, um, has not been kind to her. There's, um, right now, there's out on Hulu a story, a TV series called The Great, um, which basically, in my personal opinion, is... Um, like, they take all of the sexual rumors about Catherine the Great and make it a story, Mm. but there's not really a story to it at all, so it's mostly just offensive and, in my personal opinion, particularly offensive to, um, the, the Russians. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then in Germany, they had another TV series. This one was specifically about women who made an impact on history. And when they get to Catherine the Great, the main thing that they leave with after telling her our story is, like, and it's in the text, it's like, Catherine the Great had over 87 different lovers. And it's her in, like, this BDSM dominatrix outfit. And I'm like, they did not have that, I'm pretty sure, in the (laughs) 1700s. I'm sorry, I'm just going out on a limb here. I don't think that's what they had. And even my brother, when I told him about Catherine the Great, and I was like, yeah, she's so awesome, and I was telling him a little bit about her, he's like, you know she died effing a horse, right? I was like, excuse me? So we're going to talk a little bit about who she is, who she was, and really kind of try to revive the reputation and legacy of a Russian hero. Mm -hmm. Um, I think also something that's really cool, so the Russians on Amazon Prime, if you want to check it out. It's one of my favorite TV series. Um, it's Ekaterina, um, and they do a full a full series about um, her life before she came, and they go through her entire history um, as uh, Catherine the Great. Mm. It's very cool, very beautiful, and they do not focus on um, all of her lovers. Like, they tell her stories, but it's not focused on rumor it's focused on fact and it's absolutely beautiful and stunning and they give really a a huge life to Catherine the Great that's Mm -hmm. that's where I really got to know a little bit more about her um was was that tv series on Amazon Prime so um they do it is all in Russian they don't have English dubs and it's subtitles guys um but it's really fun so Mm -hmm. definitely check it out it's one of my favorites but um so who actually was Catherine the Great, Um, what is her story, what is her legacy, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So um, we're going to go through this speedy fast because there is a lot to cover about her. (laughs) She's so cool, and I will probably get into, ah, she's just great, as I have for like the last three minutes, so (laughs) Um, yes. But she is. But she She is really great. Like, there's a reason she's called the Great. And, yes. Not so, a passive queen we have here. No. Oh, no. No, no, no. So, all right. So let's tell her story. So she grew up as Sophie. I can't remember her first, her la- the rest of her name. But she was from a uh, German province. There, There's no Germany at this point. We've talked a lot about Germany the last two episodes. Um, there's no Germany at this point. There's Prussia. Mm-hmm. and But she's from a Germanic principality and um, a smaller one. And you've got Elizabeth, the Empress of Russia. She is childless and doesn't have an heir. She needs one. Um, So she's technically 
kidnapped slash hijacked um, this kid Peter um, from the Netherlands. I can't remember. No, not the Netherlands. But he's he's not been in Russia. So he didn't grow up in Russia. And his entire time, he just wants to go back to this place that he grew up in. He's mm-hmm. very, very nonplussed and unhappy about the prospect of becoming emperor of Russia. Was he from Prussia? He's I... not Prussian. He's not Prussian. Um, okay. But he, he does love Frederick the Great. Okay. Yeah. Um, but... And that's part of um, Sophie's initial appeal to mm-hmm. Peter, is that she's sort of Prussian, mm-hmm. and he's like, you can talk to me about Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> but Elizabeth is like, I need a strong ruler to take over after me because the current villain of the era is Frederick the Great, mm-hmm. and he has been actively hounding all of Europe <laughs> for the last little while. He, His father, I don't know if you've heard this historical fact, but his father is the one that started kidnapping tall people to um, bring them into his army so that he would have a really tall army. And Frederick is the inheritor of this really tall army. (laughs) And we're going to talk more about them later. They're kind of side characters, but that's like the backdrop for what's going on here. Mm -hmm. So Sophie, soon to be Catherine eventually, she doesn't have a lot. She is definitely a German princess, even though there's no Germany, and her father and mother are basically like, this is the best opportunity for you if you become queen or empress of Russia. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's not much better for you, especially not here. We're going to be taken over by Frederick anytime now, so please go live your life. And yeah. basically, it's not so much a choice for her. She's, she's taken there by her mother, and um, she's supposed to... Um, make good with Empress Elizabeth so that she can marry Peter. Mm-hmm. Peter's not all that attractive initially to begin with. He's kind of a little bit of, a, I would call him a rascal, bordering on a delinquent <laughs> <laughs> is kind of how I would describe him. He's very much a player. He's also technically, according to himself and from his perspective, been kidnapped to become the heir to a country he doesn't like and doesn't want to rule. Um, but he's the only, tech, like, he's the closest surviving heir, and so he's going to become the heir, according to Empress Elizabeth. She's mm-hmm. going to make this happen. And Sophie is here. She's like, I have to make best friends with Peter and with Empress Elizabeth. <laughs> and I also have to not offend my mom. And so she's got a lot that she has to do. Mm-hmm. Um, she does initially impress Elizabeth because she um, is just very demure (laughs) which is a word (laughs) Evie would not like no um but she is very demure and it's a word that elizabeth likes and so she's slowly winning favor um Mm -hmm. with with elizabeth and she does slowly start to win favor with peter as well because she goes through and she participates in his silly little games and she kind of involves herself in his world even Mm -hmm. though he's not really the person that she wants to hang out with Mm-hmm. At this time, also, um, Elizabeth gets super nervous because Sophie contracts uh, pneumonia. And she's like, oh, no, this is so terrible. What's going to happen if our prospective heir dies? And um, the uh, her ladies' maids are like, oh, do you know how she got pneumonia? Mm-hmm. She was studying, she's been studying Russian at night and pacing to learn the language because she didn't want, like, she is fully invested into becoming Empress of Russia. Mm-hmm. She is willing to give everything. For, like, she's given up her own country. She knows she's never going back. And now she's going has to learn the language. Um, if only Marie Antoinette had had this kind of dedication. <laughs> um, but so she goes through, she learns the language. Um, there is a very unfortunate incident that happens. Um, Peter contracts uh, smallpox, Mm -hmm. which is significantly worse than pneumonia, and at this time, it's horrible. Um, If you get smallpox, typically you end up very disfigured, and, like, you you may recover, but you'll never be the same. Mm -hmm. And Peter contracts smallpox, and the kid who was somewhat attractive before 
um, Catherine cannot hide her shock, disgust, horror at her future husband when when she sees him. And they're like both 15, 16-ish at this point. They're super young. They're really young. And Peter sees that she kind of flinches away from him, and he never forgives her for that. Mm -hmm. And it completely, like, they may have had a good relationship as king, as emperor and empress, but because of this, they, like, he kind of emotionally cuts her off completely. Mm -hmm. So um, they grow up in Russia. Um, They do eventually get married. There's a lot that happens in between. Because of this, though, they're not friends, like the incident where she flinched. Um, And Peter doesn't forgive her. So when they're supposed to get married, Peter is like, I'm going to stick it to Elizabeth. And he refuses to sleep with Catherine ever (laughs) for eight years. the worst. (laughs) And at one point, Elizabeth comes to Catherine and is, oh, okay, the other thing that I have to throw out here is so... Um, Sophie's name gets changed to Catherine by Elizabeth because Catherine is a much more regal royal name in Elizabeth's Mm. opinion. So she changes her name when they get married. Mm -hmm. So she, like this poor little girl Sophie, who initially came to become queen and all of that, has given up everything, has now even given up her own name mm-hmm. and her own personal identity. She is now whatever Elizabeth wants her to be. Mm-hmm. So Elizabeth comes to Catherine and is like, girlfriend, it's been eight years. I need an heir. Mm-hmm. I need somebody, somebody to have on the throne for when I die. And Catherine's like, your, your nephew, I think he's her nephew, like a great nephew or something yeah. like that, he won't sleep with me. He won't do anything. And so together they cook up this scheme that they will, like, Catherine will sort of seduce um, Peter, but then Catherine will actually go sleep with somebody else to ensure that she gets pregnant. Mm -hmm. And there's nobody who has been more attentive to Catherine than Prince Sergei. Mm. Sergei is the worst. Because he has seen Catherine. Number one, keep in mind, Catherine has been rejected now by her husband. Mm -hmm. She is a foreigner at this court. And even though she's trying her best, she also has an elevation above everybody else. So you don't really have friends. And even if you have friends, everyone is kind of nervous about you because Mm -hmm. you're you're so much higher than them. Like, what are we going to do with you, right? Well, just like her family, there's... There's family and social and political mm-hmm. agendas at play. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So even if she had had somebody that she could be nice to, they still are going to have their own agenda. Mm-hmm. Which in party to her. Yeah. And so the person who does have an agenda in party to her is Prince Sergei. Yes. Lovely. And the, I think she they actually may have a somewhat good relationship of sorts. But his interest in her is a lot more, I'm going to be the first person to sleep with the Grand Duchess. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he does sleep with her. <laughs> and um, she does become pregnant. And so she does produce a son. Peter mm-hmm. never forgives her, of course, because you're my wife and you're, this is not my child. But Empress Elizabeth doesn't care mm-hmm. because she's like, nope. I have an heir, and he has come from our Grand Duchess. He is legitimate Mm -hmm. in all ways that I am concerned about. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so she immediately names him heir. However, she also immediately removes this child from Catherine's care Mm. at all. So she never gets to actually bond with or take care of her child. She literally births him, and Elizabeth takes care of him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Right. I think Talk about she, any maternal instincts that you wanted to develop or keep. <laughs> They're yep. gone. They Ooh. are just gone. And um, this this really crushes uh, Catherine. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later she has, I think, I think she has two more children with Prince Sergei. Um, but he... He's, it becomes very clear that his interest in her is the fact that he's has this notoriety of being the only person that has ever slept with the empress mm-hmm. or this the future empress yeah. right 
and um, it's and, and she catches on and she's like no this oh, this isn't okay mm-hmm. and even um, at one point uh, oh psych we'll, we'll come back to that anyway so Catherine once again returns to being lonely Elizabeth continues to take her children so any children that Catherine has Elizabeth takes them to raise them on her own. Mm-hmm. And Catherine doesn't actually get to see them, even at, like, unless they're at very formal functions. Mm-hmm. That's the only time she gets to see them. Um, so she's like, all right, well, I have nothing. I have no one. And then there is a Polish am- ambassador that comes to Russia. And she is interested in him. He's a new person. He notices that, number one, the... Grand Duchess is very pretty and also that she's very lonely mm-hmm. and he's absolutely smitten with her. It's very interesting. So oh my gosh. <laughs> what she does to him is so funny. I um, it kills me. So they start up a relationship and it's initially a secret once again. Um, but Catherine does or Elizabeth does eventually figure it out what's going on and she even tells Elizabeth or Catherine she's like you have to end this mm-hmm. and then what I really love in the TV series is Catherine looks at Elizabeth and says you have taken away from me my country my husband and my children I have no other purpose in life and I have nothing else to do. Like, I have done everything you need me to do. So send me to a nunnery or let me do what I am what I want. Mm. Like, yeah, you've taken away every purpose I have in life. Yeah. And in, this, in the movie, Elizabeth is, like, really hit by this. Um, and she just kind of starts to ignore Catherine. And Catherine does keep it very discreet, what mm-hmm. she's, like, her relationships. And so she continues her relationship with this Polish ambassador, ambassador, I want to say Saltikov. I can't remember his name. I thought it was um, Gregory. No, it's not Gregory. Gregory. I I did look it up on Wikipedia. Oh. She has two, um, two Gregories, mm-hmm. but they come a little bit later. Hmm. Um, yeah. but anyway, so she has this relationship with with the Polish ambassador. I think he's important because he does kind of introduce her to a little bit more of like Enlightenment thought and Enlightenment mm-hmm. thinkers. Um, especially coming from Poland, where he's a lot closer to France. And so in her spare time, because she has nothing else to do with her life, she begins reading Rousseau and Mm. Voltaire, you know, all of my favorites, Uh (laughs) all of the ones that Marie Antoinette should have been reading. Catherine the Great gets her copies. So just kidding, no one provided her copies. (laughs) And so she starts reading them kind of on her own, and she Mm -hmm. starts even corresponding with these different um, philosophers and thinkers. Which I think is really cool. She and Voltaire become great friends. Yeah. Um, but so eventually her Polish ambassador becomes a little bit too clingy, a little too <laughs> needy, and she arranges for him to become king of Poland. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that they physically okay. cannot. So that if he ever comes back. <laughs> what a massive, <laughs> impressive friend card. Right. <laughs> Like, you're like I like you, out. I appreciate you, who've served a great purpose in my personal life. I, I value you. Mm-hmm. I have outgrown you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Please go become king of another country. Yep. Yeah. But <laughs> Thank here's, you. I love that. <laughs> but here's the other thing. He is so obsessed with her. But this makes it so that he is king of Poland. Mm-hmm. If he tries to come back to Russia without an invitation, it is an invasion. Mm-hmm. It is an, a politically, in, oh politically God, an invasion. She's brilliant. I know, right? <laughs> she's like, have you, you've heard of friend zoned, but have you ever heard of being king zoned? <laughs> she's the only one who can claim that. Like, what a way to get rid of a stalker. You, you physically. Okay, but it reminds me of Gate Yes, yes, exactly. And how he would be like, he, one of the daughters like was on the border and he knew he couldn't trust the men that, yeah. uh, that were in leadership, so he invited the men to come with him right. and left his daughter to rule that area. Yes. I was like, Dang. <laughs> I love this. But it's so extra. I was just so like, so extra. Bro. And like, not disrespectful. <laughs> like, she could have no. accused him of something, mm-hmm. put him in jail, had him killed. Like, yeah, she could have yeah. taken this man out, guys. Yes. I'm not saying, I'm not saying anyone should do this, but yeah. she could have. That was within yeah. her power, mm-hmm. within her right. You're yeah. useless now. 
But instead, mm -hmm. she said, go live a grand life without me. Oh, yes. my gosh. And do you know what, like, the value that she sees in this man to be like, you are not a great lover, but you are an amazing king. Mm -hmm. Like, you've got yeah. that potential and that quality to yes. you. I think that's what you should invest your life in mm -hmm. is not me, but yeah. in the country where they will love you, that you actually have patriotism toward and that you care about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The love that you feel for me, feel it for your own country. Yeah. Like, go let that be your identity. Mm -hmm. yeah. I love this. I, didn't, I think so he fabulous. did a really good job, even though he didn't want to be king. He did yeah. a really good job with what he was asked to be. Oh, yeah. 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 And the other thing that he had to do, like, she, in, in order to become king of Poland, it's not just a like you are born into it it's you're voted into it mm -hmm. so she also had to do a lot of campaigning for him and he had to present himself like he sh did she king zone him and put him on the polish throne a hundred percent did he also earn his place there 100 yeah. percent yep. like yep. it anyway so but that's that's how you end a relationship guys make him a king <laughs> of another country <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, um, so that's that. And then something important happens. So um, after, I think it's shortly after, or maybe even during, no, it's got to be after that relationship, Elizabeth dies. And Peter and Catherine become empress and em emperor and empress of Russia. Mm -hmm. The problem is this. Peter is very, very pro-Frederick. They've just been in war with Frederick the Great mm -hmm. for, like, off and on for the last 50 years. But, like, they've made, they've mm -hmm. taken ground and almost completely crushed Frederick mm -hmm. at and the he's time. Pro. And he's very pro-Frederick, right? Oh my God, and he's what made, a nightmare. <laughs> I know. And he's made no secret of it either. Nope. And they're, like, legit, there's Maria Theresa, Empress Elizabeth, and Madame de Pompadour of France, Austria, and Russia, who have almost completely crushed Frederick the Great. And um, then Elizabeth dies, and now there's nobody to cover that other flank. Number one, this completely saves Frederick, because guess who's now in charge in Russia? Peter! Yeah. And guess what Peter does? He completely alienates his army and his countrymen and everybody who has ever cared about him because he doesn't care about them mm -mm. by giving everything back to Frederick and paying reparations for being at any part of their war. Oh my gosh. And Frederick's mm -hmm. like, who is this young upstart youth in I like Russia? Him. <laughs> what is he doing here? Oh. He also realizes Peter's not going to last long. No. <laughs> no. But so he's so ah. proud and grateful for everything, like Peter's friendship and everything, that he sends Peter a uniform from his own army and is like, join us. <laughs> and like, like propaganda political tool right here, right? Yes. Um, but so Peter begins wearing this uniform everywhere keep in mind as a youth his version of playing mm -hmm. was to stage wars between the prussians and other people and the prussians always won yes. and he would dress up as a prussian soldier as a kid yeah. and he would go to the training grounds and tell them how they were not good enough because they weren't prussian like mm -hmm. so prussia is literally his life and his blood and everything oh, yes. to him how can elizabeth yeah. have thought this was a good idea I'm i have saying. no idea <laughs> Questions, Elizabeth. We're going to be talking in the afterlife. <laughs> Elizabeth also is really cool. We'll get to her later. We like her. her. I'm just saying. This her mother's her skills are incredibly questionable. Uh -huh. She's and stealing everyone's children. Yes. She really sucked as a mother. <laughs> she like. is what we would call Mother Gothel. Um, she yes. traps people in towers and steals their children. Nope. Actually, that's Rumpelstiltskin. My bad. Anyway. <laughs> that is also her. <laughs> Very true. Awesome. Um, yes. <laughs> but so Empress Elizabeth, Elizabeth is dead. Frederick, er, Peter is now wearing Frederick's uniform. And Peter I, is... He's, I mean, I'm sorry. Can I just... Another thing. Uh -huh. Him wearing this uniform. We just talked oh about Coco Chanel. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the power of the uniform. Mm-hmm. Why are you such a... Like, man up and be a leader. Yeah. Does that crown dang uniform <laughs> even if you like frederick like man up and uh, and become something that's equal to him and worthy yeah. of him 
of joining him. Yeah. Like, do something of merit. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. wear some other man's uniform. Yeah. Yeah. You're oh, an yeah. emperor. You have all of Russia I'm at outraged. your feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> In case you're wondering, Courtney is not a reincarnated spirit of the Russian people from the 1700s. She is just outraged Ooh, at the idiocy of this the, man. I just <laughs> it was uh, yeah. So basic. So he starts wearing this uniform, and he starts doing really awful things, and everything becomes about Prussia, not about Russia, mm-hmm. and. Unfortunately for Peter, he ticks off his military. Catherine was already, from what it sounds like, Catherine already had plans to get rid of Peter Mm -hmm. as soon as possible, especially because he had plans to get rid of her as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. He even had his own, like, side chick that was very much invested in his little war games and his play. Like, he's still staging these these games, even as an adult. Yep. And um, so... a child. I know. Literally. <laughs> and he's threatened her. So as he's leaving, the army come in, and uh, there's three brothers, four four brothers, right? Four the sons, Orlovs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Grigory Orlov, this is where he comes into her life. But the Orlov brothers, they're leaders of the military. They have each distinguished themselves for marriage and combat and everything. But more importantly, they have also just spent the last little while fighting... <laughs> The Prussians. <laughs> and they see oh. Peter's pro-Prussia agenda, and they're like, oh, heck no. <laughs> I will not. Oh, heck no. Like, you will, you are completely ignoring and destroying all of the accomplishments that we as your citizens have had. So, no. So they go in, and they wake up Catherine, and they're like, hey, uh, we're going to depose your husband. And um, we'd like you to be our queen. If not, we've picked out a really nice nunnery for you, and it'll be great. We'll give you, like, a pension and all this stuff. But um, that's your option. Be our queen or go to a nunnery and don't bother us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, well, if you insist, I'll go to the nunnery. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, she's, she's like, like, where's my crown? <laughs> <laughs> right? And say, this is my favorite part. So she goes, she wakes I'm up. Sorry. I'm just thinking, you know, I watch K-dramas, <laughs> yeah. and how, like, Asian parents have expectations of their children yep. that are insane, <laughs> cross-generations, like, it's a thing. I'm just thinking about this woman's parents, who just wanted her to be the empress, married to the emperor. Yeah. And then she is now the leader. <laughs> oh, Empress. Yes. Oh, she yes. is the star. The of a and military coup. <laughs> I'm sorry, Especially sorry. Because Continue, man. I didn't mean to but I was just no. like, oh my gosh. These people, this woman's parents are like, and this is why you pray. <laughs> but keep in mind, keep in mind, military coups, when they go down, you do not put the current emperor back on the throne with no. a slap on his wrist. No. Nor do you keep his despot wife next to him. Nope. No. This is the impression and reputation that Catherine has in Russia mm-hmm. with her court, with her military, with her people, is that she is a good, fair honest ruler who would do a great job if her husband was out of the way. Yep. Who respects the Russian people even though her no, husband doesn't. Even though she is incredible. an outsider and a foreigner. They have completely forgotten that she's from mm-hmm. a German province, not from Russia because she has made them forget because she wants to be part of this so badly. Mm-hmm. And everything in her conduct and everything in who she has become is this goal She has of done hers. everything that Peter should have. Yes. Yes. Oh yes, which is interesting because especially comparing her to Marie Antoinette, like I know yeah. if if Marie sorry, had done what Catherine did, mm-hmm. we wouldn't oh, have had as many issues. There would no heads would have rolled. No, but so so dark. Sorry, her husband couldn't step into step up and do it either. Yeah. But in this case, Catherine stepped up when Peter couldn't step up and do anything. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we know, I mean, not that we'll go back and rehash Marie Antoinette's story, but we. We know that her husband really just couldn't. He had his own yeah. limitations, but the country desperately wanted her to be yes. Yes. what Catherine the Great became. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, like, seriously, guys, you just don't, like, we see prejudice against women, 
and gender and so many different things, but we see that still today. Mm-hmm. So for in this time period, for a group of military men that are making men. motion... Men! Testosterone-filled Test- men like who were to, full of toxic masculinity. Men. Yeah, I'm sure there was a lot of options they could have put on the we're throne. We're roasting meth feminists, by the way, sorry. Yes. <laughs> Not men. <laughs> But the, the fact that they they acknowledged her worth, her position, what she represented, respected her, and said, "Listen, we're taking him out. Um, what would you like to do? Yeah, like mm-hmm. you want to step up and be a queen, and be a real significant ruler, or you know, do you want to go take a vacation?" Yeah. Antoinette would be like, please let me go on vacation. She's like, down. the nunnery sounds great. Can we have parties? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's stunning, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, but they, they completely, like, this does not happen in history. Mm-mm. It's always somebody else that wants to be in charge, somebody else that wants power. Like, Napoleon, if even if uh, Marie Antoinette had stepped up and had been somebody that they would have wanted, Napoleon never would have allowed that. He never would no. have asked her. If she wanted to be his queen or go to a nunnery, that that was that would not have been the case. Yeah. But in this situation, her reputation and her standing as as who she was and who she wanted to be stood out so much that her military, mm-hmm. <laughs> famously anti-monarchy, asked her to be queen, and she said yes. Mm-hmm. And not only did she say yes, she goes to her closet. And puts on their uniform, their military <laughs> uniform. She <laughs> yes. She wears their oh. clothes. She joins I'm such their a fan, guys. Seriously? I'm such a fan. There is nothing yes. more like, significant and powerful and meaningful than a monarchy to wear the same uniform as their military. Mm-hmm. You can have whatever ideals yeah. you want. Those men are who put it into place. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We've talked about the power of military and the presence and everything, and that's significant, yeah, yeah. but legitimately. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love this. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Bravo. And not only that, she wears <laughs> their uniform, but this is where she meets her future husband, who's my favorite. <laughs> um, this is where, so she's got her uniform on and everything. She's got her hat. She looks fabulous. She, she is here to lead the Russians to victory and to war mm-hmm. and to march as their monarch and ruler. Mm-hmm. And who notices that their queen is missing a sword? Grigory Potemkin. And what does he do? He immediately runs up there and gives her his sword. Oh. So that she can march into battle with a weapon. Not just with their swords, but with her own sword. Mm-hmm. With her own right to rule. Oh, my Okay, that's the symbolism that I put into it, and I realize that may not be entire. It's mm-hmm. very much a, this was an advantageous moment for Gregory to come to attention of oh, for the, sure. of his queen. And but he's a highly ambitious man. Because he could, mm-hmm. again, could yeah. have called for a servant, for a mm-hmm. lowly soldier, anybody else yeah. to supply even. Mm-hmm. Well, but, and consider, she's surrounded by multiple regiments of the military who she's about to go ask to fight for her Mm -hmm. and only one of them noticed that his queen did not have a sword yeah and he gave it to her he gave her his sword the sword he would have used to protect himself a woman Mm -hmm. can be yes Mm -hmm. and granted there's a lot of political power going on but still the idea to understand she is a symbol and I can become a symbol by helping her be a symbol. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, mm. no, mm. certainly he knew what he was doing. Oh, oh absolutely. Yes. What impression so he was leaving. Oh, yes. Yes. First impressions yes. matter, people. Mm. <laughs> Giving women swords is always a good impression. Agreed. <laughs> and being in uniform. And, and prefers daggers. <laughs> <laughs> I do. And hint. <laughs> oh, anyway, so <laughs> I just love her so much, and I love him so much. We're going to talk about them in a minute. Okay, so. Okay, but before, just before we move on. Yeah, yeah. Again, men and women, women empowering each other mm-hmm. in leadership, in life. Uh, yes. It's significant. You have a greater potential mm-hmm. when you work together in this kind of manner. So yes. That's it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For reals. Um. So she goes, she, le- like, Grigor- the Orlov brothers are there. Grigory Orlov comes to her attention at this point. He, they already kind of knew each other, um, and they end up going. They catch Peter and his side chick unawares. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine has no intention of killing 
Peter, mm-hmm. her plan was either to exile him back to the spot of land Where that he wanted, he to, wanted go. to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but in a little bit of miscommunication, slash, I think everybody, like, there's, there's definitely a lot of retribution <laughs> going on from the military. He dies. And let's be real, this man's <laughs> a weasel. Yes. And would not have left it alone. No. Yeah. So, oh, no. Mm-hmm. while he may have wanted that at the beginning, he had a little yeah. taste of power, and there ain't no way yeah. that man was going to go back to the country and be nothing. Oh, yeah. Long thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the military goes ahead and takes care of him for Catherine without her permission. He's mm-hmm. dead. Yep. Um, even in the book, they say, we're not sure how this happened. We know exactly how this happened. <laughs> also, like cross, you know, because not everybody never is one, is, is, the full country supportive mm-hmm. of one thing. That just doesn't yeah. happen. Like, so he had other supporters. If you leave him alive, you've got cross yeah. support, you've got cross I lines. Mean, Maybe not on the whole, but I'm just saying, in general, mm-hmm. it's usually best if that person ceases to exist <laughs> yes. politically in wartime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of thing. I yeah. think his only supporter though was, was probably his real side like his side chick yeah like because keep in mind you haven't just embarrassed the entire military by the concessions that you've oh, made to frederick God. you've embarrassed and disgraced like the mothers yeah. who are mm-hmm. in sorrow the wives of these young men who are now widows like you have destroyed everyone mm-hmm. and taken away any pride they might have taken in this war and it's it's just gone now. All that sacrifice just it's just in the face. Yeah. So for Catherine to come in and be like, I got this mm-hmm. and to really take control, she really does. Yeah. Um, okay, so she she becomes Empress. Mm-hmm. Peter's gone. Mm-hmm. She starts dating Grigory Orlov. There comes to be a little bit of tension between all of the Orlov brothers and they're not really a great fit for each other. And it was more of a, I'm sleeping with you as a thank you rather than as real commitment towards each other. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of break up. Um, I think there's one other person. I think he's like a little scientist kid. It lasts like a week. (laughs) And she's like, I'm sorry, you're not the one for me. Especially because Gregory Potemkin, this Mm. rascal who gave her a sword is still on her mind. Mm -hmm. And he's at court. And the first thing that... Uh, Catherine starts doing is she goes through and she rewards everyone who helped her, mm-hmm. everyone who brought her to where she is now as Empress. And so she starts giving out all these awards and she's like, wait a second, that kid who gave me a sword, naturally he's at court that day and says, me! I'm just kidding, that's not quite what happened, but he is, he's not, he hasn't left St. Petersburg. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's here. Yeah. And he finds out and he's like, yeah. And so he's a common figure at court um the whole military is a common figure at court and so they they like flirt a little bit more because Catherine's a little bit nervous about their relationship and how people are going to perceive it um because he's not noble he's he really it's just based on his merit and Mm -hmm. his his good skills basically that have attracted him to her or her to him and um he is pretty ambitious not gonna lie He's not going to lie. <laughs> He'll nope. tell you. <laughs> um, but so they slowly get to know each other. It starts more as a friendship. And she eventually is, she's like genuinely concerned about this this relationship. Because she actually goes and asks somebody. She's like, what do you think? Like, should I, should, should we get together? And they're like, the entire court ships it. Please. <laughs> Just marry the man. Just like. <laughs> do your thing and she's like okay well <laughs> um so the there's a lot of evidence to suggest that Gregory Potemkin and Catherine secretly got married um there's not a lot to su- suggest that they uh officially got married mm-hmm. especially like she gives him the rank of prince she never gives him the rank of prince consort mm-hmm. um because that would be that basically just well I don't want to offend all of the British monarchy and every monarchy that's ever existed, but it basically just means I'm the guy who sleeps with the queen. (laughs) 
in some cases, I'm sorry, that sounds really terrible. That's the and, but like that—that that is the connotation. Of, I let you be by my side, and you have a purpose. But it's yeah. just the same purpose as a, a woman had. Yeah. So is it really so very offensive? It's really not. Mm, that's it's really not. The okay, line. Fair that's enough. just what they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas, but they're not given no political power. Yeah. yeah. Whereas that's not enough for Gregory Potemkin. Nope. He had a lot more authority and a lot more say in what happens in the country when he is part of the council as, like, head of the Russian military. Mm -hmm. And so they do eventually break up, partly because um, I I think and see a lot of it is his personal ambition. Mm -hmm. And... But here's the thing. He is so ambitious that I don't think even if Catherine had made him emperor, not just prince consort, but emperor, I don't think it would have been enough. And we would have had either another Frederick the Great or Napoleon Mm -hmm. at the same time. And can you imagine politics if Russia got into the mix of, like, world domination? I, I... it would have been bad. And so yeah. I think it's actually very insightful of Catherine to not have made him emperor and not given him that power, where he's still, like, it's in check. Mm-hmm. Um, however, throughout his entire, her entire reign and his entire life, that first time that he gave her his sword, mm-hmm. he meant it. Like, he spends his entire life fighting at her side. And, make, like, if she needs anything taken care of militarily, he's like, I've got this. Mm-hmm. And he goes and does it right yeah. away. Um, Even until he's, like, on his deathbed, he's yeah. writing letters to her, like, hey, I tried conquering, but I'm really sick today. Like, yeah. I love you, babe. It's so cute. And then he, like, dies, <laughs> Oh, my right? gosh. Yeah. Like, the whole time, even when they're not Even people of that day together, made that cute. Right. Sorry, I'm not bitter at all. (laughs) (laughs) Things were more dramatic then. I've gotten polio. Sorry, but case. But really, (laughs) he seriously. I lost my pinky finger in your honor. Sorry, (laughs) I'm sorry. No, he he really did just love her, and everything was Mm -hmm. for her. I mean, other than he did want the power and the prestige, but. It well, really she had was a people her. in a country to protect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm sure that is... Well, and the last thing that we need to... Was a big thing that, you know, yeah. set them a little bit at a yeah. distance. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they could still work together and respect each other is yes. huge. Yeah. It's insane. But I also think it's very important to note that he is the last significant relationship she has. Like, yeah. yes, she has other guys that she ends up sleeping with throughout her reign, but they are, like short flings that don't mm-hmm. last very long and they are mostly young men who want the connection to the empress keep in mind she is very very smart she studies yeah. like she invites scientists she invites artists she invites all the um intellectual thinkers of the 1700s to russia to come help build their education system not so much the system but to build the the education and the quality of education that's out there. Like, she invites people over. She's the first person in her country before um, before allowing any of her countrymen to get the small po- smallpox vaccine, which basically is they cut open a little bit of your skin and rub some of a uh, string that has smallpox on it through the wound. She's, before she allows anybody to get that smallpox vaccination done, she tests it out first. Mm-hmm. Like, she's at the head of all of these advancements. Not only that, I think one of the most... Uh, oh, so that's why a lot of these young men are, number one, attracted to her, because it's how you launch your career, basically. Yeah, you're and there's Yeah, and there's only technically 12 men in her entire life that she has any kind of recorded relationship with, including the four that we've already talked about. So to say that there were 87, no, that's not documented, that is false. Because when you look at Catherine the Great, she did so many good things. Mm -hmm. Like, even just thinking through the books that she read, it really helped her to start freeing all of the slaves that were in her kingdom, right? She She set the groundwork for it. Right, she didn't actually do it, but um, just her thinking and her thought processes... Mm-hmm. She is more than who she slept with, and I think that's yeah, what so so much more does and, her. Disservice. And we won't go too deep, but I mean, women are allowed to enjoy 
physical intimacy. So I know, right? We're like, who do we not offend? Um, but you know, like in this woman, like she tried to be a good wife to yeah. mm-hmm. um, to Peter, Peter, and then you know was completely shunned, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'm, yeah. I, I don't believe that her character leads her to be mm-hmm. so very promiscuous. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think we there is like a, a theme throughout history of women should just be demure and not enjoy those things. And it, mm-hmm. but it is, it, and I won't go any farther, but. Yeah. It is something that should be enjoyed by both sexes, and it shouldn't be so very... I mean, we believe, like, we you should be certainly encouraged to have special relationships for those things. Yeah. But, uh, especially how they represented this in that documentary, in that, in that show, yeah. like, it's very disrespectful. Oh, it's incredibly mm-hmm. disrespectful. And that that's all people remember about her. Yeah. Like, this woman, I personally, in my opinion... I believe that there are two of the greatest people who ever existed in this world. Okay. Huh, Three. Jesus is there. Yeah, too. I have to say, but I like Jesus real quick. <laughs> aside from Jesus, <laughs> at this point in time, there are two people who complete, who are given ultimate power and who could have done anything they wanted with millions of resources at mm-hmm. their disposal. And they chose to give it back to the people. Who are they? George Washington and Catherine the Great. Mm -hmm. Catherine the Great, shortly after she becomes queen, as she is in her relationship with Gregory Potemkin, she calls all of the leaders across Russia together, together, brings them all into one place. This is um, actual nobility. This is serf leaders from different... um, cities Mm -hmm. this is whoever these guys said we nominate this person our leader they will represent us Mm -hmm. at this meeting she she respects number one all of them equally and brings all of them to a grand council that lasts for three years to discuss a law that can unify their country so that everybody is equal under this law and according to this justice. And can she end slavery in her country? No, she can't. But can she make it so that you are horribly punished for mistreating a slave in her country? Yes, she can, and yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Because that is the honor and, and dignity that way. she sees as yes. everybody in her maybe country. Maybe she can do the ultimate free, like freeing, yeah. but she certainly opens that door. Exactly. Absolutely. Like, this is what happens when you have a ruler who understands the Enlightenment mm-hmm. and who understands what power really means. If, I was going to say Audrey Hepburn. What's her name? Marie Antoinette. (laughs) Audrey Hepburn completely understood this. But if Marie Antoinette had had any grasp of enlightenment, any grasp, her husband was constantly in meetings where they were trying to do this exact same thing and they Mm -hmm. couldn't get it done and it was never respected by the nobility. And he was, like, they... The two of them, Louis and Marie, were just not enough, not strong enough as a power couple to actually say, I see the value in you individually, even though we are of a different status in life and have different Mm -hmm. privileges because of that. Catherine the Great did not let the background of other people stop her from treating everyone equally. Mm -hmm. She did not let her own background coming from a German background, coming to a Russian country. Russian is one of the hardest languages in the world to learn. It's super hard. She doesn't just have to learn a new language. She has to learn a whole new alphabet. She Mm -hmm. has to learn how to change the position of her mouth in order to form certain sounds. They don't even have similar, like, of course, every language has similar sounds, but it's a different pattern of sounds Mm -hmm. that she has to learn. And she, she learns it happily without any prompting from anyone. To the own, her own health detriments. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just saying, this woman has been so poorly treated by history. Mm-hmm. Yes. And how, like just like Anne was saying, like how amazing to have so many resources. You, She could have done anything. She could have started a world war. Mm-hmm. She could have done so, so, so much yeah. for her own glory and gain. And instead she started a council. Mm-hmm. For her people's what a count, gain. For her people's gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a what a pattern that we should follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And honestly, let me just throw this out there too. She leads Russia into its first and only golden age. Yeah. I mean, you've got Peter the Great, 
Not not Peter, her husband. He was not great. But there's another Peter the Great who was a Russian hero. That's where she takes her the great from. Mm -hmm. Once again, even in her own name, the name that has given been given to her by a Russian empress, she then also takes a name given to a Russian emperor and honors herself and him and a Russian legacy that isn't hers. Mm -hmm. It's not even hers, guys. <laughs> like, and she, she honors just knows it. That it's valuable. It has value. And yeah. She's gonna pick it up and she's gonna do it for the people yeah. that mm -hmm. are the inheritors of that legacy. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And like that's that is the impression that she left on the Russian people. That's why they wanted her to be their queen. And mm -hmm. I'll do this, and I know this is maybe offend some people, but that's why cultural appropriation, appropriation, uh, yep, uh, is wrong. Because look, she picked up a culture and she honored it and she kept it, mm -hmm. and we should share. We should, and if if you believe that someone around you is not doing justice to your culture or someone else's, then teach them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's nothing that says you have to degrade them and break them down and put them in jail because, <laughs> mm -hmm. whether it's social jail, you know, whatever, emotional, yeah. whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but nobody says you have to answer a problem in that way. Teach mm -hmm. them, educate them. That's how, yeah. you, that's how you make real change. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, because that's how she changed. <laughs> yeah. She gained yeah. education and therefore could do things. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. She could probably represent a people that weren't even her heritage mm -hmm. because she learned and honored them. Them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, basically throughout her life, Catherine the Great said about her own reputation using first impressions. We're going to talk about, next week, a young woman who had a reputation and nobody ever got a first impression because... Mm. They didn't have a chance. Too heavy? <laughs> uh, no, because they were dead. Oh, well, that's fun. <laughs> she was a sniper. She was a sniper. Sorry. <laughs> their only impression was, like, there is no first impression. There's just a reputation. There's just a whoosh. You're out. Yep. Um, if you know her, <laughs> you if, have no standing any longer. <laughs> right? <laughs> Literally. There, there's no impression. Oh, I can't wait. It's just, oh. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry, guys. Wow, this has been fun. Um... So, so that's... <laughs> and we're out. Au <laughs> revoir. See you in Tahiti. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure to check out our Instagram at Podcast and give us a follow so you never miss our updates. For more information about the women we have discussed or that we will discuss, you can visit our website at www.thequeensilkpodcast.com. If you have any questions, comments, queries, dilemmas, recommendations, memes, or you want to share your story with us, you can email us at thequeensilkpodcast at gmail.com. We will respond to all messages as soon as possible. Have a wonderful week and we'll see you next time.